beautiful dream. Stopping the wheel. You're not the first person who's ever dreamt it. I'm not going to stop the wheel. I'm going to break the wheel. What's up, Night Owls? Welcome to yet another addition to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. We're hanging out here all weekend, blasting out all across the state of Texas, and even gracing the shores of Oklahoma. This is Core DLG, and with me as usual is little brother Nico. That's me. That's right. The gentle, gentle shores of Oklahoma. You know, the landlocked state. (laughs) (laughs) But it touches the beautiful ocean that is Texas. That's true. Um, An ocean of culture. That's what we are. Uh, Let's let's start with this. What's up, Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City? And a special hello starting today, right here in Houston. That's right. The place we're from, finally. What up? Finally, Nerd Thug Radio has come back to Houston. That's right. We um, we never really left. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> took, took about a week off, but that's all right. We came from Conroe. We packed our bags. We stepped a few steps south. We here, bro. We here. Um, this is actually blowing all the way from the woodlands all the way down to Galveston. So we are everywhere now. I mean, it's official. I mean, that's that's a pretty big chunk. Uh, what you been up to? You done anything fun? Uh, not particularly, unfortunately. Okay, all right. It makes it this hard is... to be an entertainment show when you're not entertaining. I don't know. If well, it's not that I'm not entertaining. It's that I don't do entertaining things. Two separate things. Oh, okay. You can sit in a room with me and conversate for a long time. That sounds terrible. Well, I mean, <laughs> some people are. <laughs> I mean, I could, but am I being punished? Like, did I not turn in all my homework? Why would I do that? Well, you can hang out with me. This is cool. It's fine. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. Don't worry it, doesn't, it. it doesn't hurt at all. I'm going to go to the bathroom and not cry. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you be a tough boy. <laughs> uh, now that I'm done verbally abusing you. Um, yeah, it's, it's per usual. Yeah, it all rolls downhill. Um, from the king to the uh, little brother. That's how it goes. Uh, you know what is what is exciting? <laughs> I was going to say, by this plot, this means that there's a murder scene in episode three, which... Generally means... speaking, that is, they would, you would be right about that. Um, I'll tell you what, man, I watched on Netflix, finally, um, The Conservatorship of uh, Britney Spears, whatever it was called. I think it's just called Britney. I, I could be wrong, though. I think this is the new one. This is the brand new one that they just released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. Um... I want to get into this. You want to get into this with me? I mean, Dasher, I'm all for it. All right. You got nowhere to go. You're trapped anyway. Um, so conservatorships are a really messed up thing. If you remember, there was another Netflix movie called I Care A Lot. It had Peter Dinklage in it. And he was like a low-level mobster kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And um, he crosses paths with, oh, man, what was her name? The girl from Gone Girl. Um, I'm terrible with actor names. This is not going to help you here. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm looking at IMD, IMDb right now, so I'll be able to tell you in a second here. But anyway, crosses paths with her, and she is a, a professional conservator. She's got this really great, like, I mean, scam running, really, where she's just uh, jacking like, people's money, right? Like the elderly, right? 
Is this the right yeah, movie? Basically yeah. she gets control of an elderly person and takes over their finances and takes over the homes and everything else and little by little chips away and chips away and sells it and chips away and the next thing you know they got nothing. Um wow, why don't I see this on here? It's not real. It's not a real movie. You're lying to yourself. There I found it. I was okay. very I was for a second I was like, does Netflix not list its Rosamund Pike? She was the girl from Gone Girl. Anyway, in the background, just on the little thing for the trailer on IMDb, there's like 40 old people on her board, and she manages them all the time. And when one comes off, she puts another one on. She basically just drains them of their, of their resources. And she's got this really managed, perfect system where she lives incredibly comfortably. Um, and she's just been just jacking people's resources. And conservatorships... I guess let me hedge here slightly. They're not always like that, okay? There are good ones. There are people who need people to help them. Let's say that. Yes. Um, I don't want to. I don't want anyone to think that I'm. I don't want anyone to get the stupid idea here. Um, however, one of the lawyers that they interview for this Britney Spears documentary says it best. It almost never should be a family member running the conservatorship because families are complicated. It's like the, the truest statement ever spoken. Like it should be a lawyer running things always. Now, in this particular case, in the Britney Spears case, what's interesting is there is a lawyer who's court appointed to handle the finances because Jamie Spears, the father, has like a bankruptcy in his past. And so. The court was like, well, let's get someone else to help with the fiscal side of things. But Jamie Spears, as the personal conservator, he has a ton of power and, more importantly, is able to draw salary and charge fees and stuff for his time to the conservatorship. So suddenly he becomes like an employee of the estate but is also in charge of the estate. There's really no way a conservator isn't a conflict of interest. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like Congress where they get to set their salaries. Weird. Yeah, I mean, in theory, it's a vote, and like someone could vote against it and be like, "We're not doing a good job." They never do, though. The one thing that all sides agree on is that they all deserve a raise. But realistically, there should be some libertarian on the on the Congress who's like, "Actually, we deserve zero dollars." Um, That's the uh, it's my one of my favorite bits from the new Rick and Morty season. It's like. They've handed all their reins of power to the turkey president after the third consecutive Congress raids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't seen any of the new seasons, so oh, it's a good bit. I gotta see. It. I gotta just watch them on Adult Swim; they're free. I don't have. I don't even have Adult Swim. On it's cable. just a website. Just go to the website. <laughs> oh, I never even thought about that. Um, don't think outside the box, Corey. Much like Adult Swim. All right. All right. I guess maybe I will. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it just so even the court appointed lawyer who's in charge of the money, he's made over three million dollars just rubber stamping whatever the dad wants to do. Yeah, I mean, it's very being in charge of finances with someone else as your boss who also can control those finances feels really stupid. (laughs) Being in control of finances when it isn't your money, I, I mean, like, there's no skin in the game for the conservatives whatsoever. Yeah. So no matter the size of the estate, even a small one, like if they have anything of value, 
you have to prove yourself to be a real man of integrity to not be like, well, I'm entitled to 15% of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you've got you to gotta really kind of step it up and show that you're somebody important or somebody of, of real integrity to – like, hey, what happened to my three thousand dollars a week? Well, I decided that you should only get fifteen hundred dollars a week. Yeah. Okay. So check this out. Uh, I don't remember the exact number here, but it, I think it said that he was paying himself a salary of fourteen thousand dollars a month, and that Britney Spears was being given an allowance of eight thousand dollars a month. Paying himself almost double what he gives his daughter, who made all the money. <laughs> And they were okay. Check this out. This is what's trippy to me. This is the scary part. So she was going through a divorce, and I think mm-hmm. we've all—I know what that's like, at least from one's perspective of it. I think we can all imagine that it is an emotional time. Then there was a time where she's fighting with the ex-husband, and she doesn't want to give the kids back to him, and so she doesn't deliver the kids when the bodyguard shows up at the arranged time to pick him up. They call the ambulance. They call the police to come settle it. They take her away because she's being emotional. While she's in the hospital for being emotional, the family gets together and makes the decision unilaterally to then start going after this conservative ship concept. Um, they file under the claim that she has she's suffering potentially from dementia. And on top of that, they don't they get around the mandatory five day notice. So typically if someone is trying to put a conservatorship on you, there's a five day notice that you have to be given so that you can hire a lawyer to protect your interests. They yeah. get around that because they say that her boyfriend is dangerous and therefore that they don't have to give her a five day notice. So Britney Spears, at no point in time for the 13 years she was under conservatorship ever had the ability to hire a lawyer to protect her interests. Dangerous stuff. And somehow a judge thought that was okay. Also like how the fact that like because some because of someone else you don't get the notice. Right. And also, let's be clear. It's like, like, hey, Corey, you live in a dangerous neighborhood, so we're arresting you now. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, wait a minute. Don't I get usually charged with something? We'll explain it tomorrow. Uh, This other guy will explain it tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and even worse than that, like the accusations that are made against him are completely unfounded. So they say that he's dangerous and that he's giving her drugs. Um, But here's where we're going to get into something shady here. She was being drug tested and blood tested during this period of time, during the divorce. Basically, there are accusations that are made internally in the divorce that aren't – there's a bunch of stuff that's talked around in this documentary where people talk about things and then they say, but there's certain facts that would be harmful to her career if they came out, and they kind of like avoid them. Um, Here's what I'm going to say. This is purely speculation, but if someone wants to sue me about it, I guess that's their American God-given right. Um, It sounds like Britney Spears and Kevin Federline recreationally used some heavy drugs. Wow. Famous people using drugs? That is a concept that has never before been ever presented to me in any way whatsoever. Correct. During the divorce, it sounds like Kevin Federline's attorney made a big deal about it. 
So as part of all of the divorcing and the child stuff, Britney Spears was taking mandatory blood tests. Okay? All right. And she never failed any of those 80-some-odd blood tests. So the boyfriend is like, how am I a dangerous person if she never failed a drug test ever the entire time we were together? She was going through all this mandatory screening. Clearly, she was just taking the drugs after the screening. Duh, Corey. Obviously. Duh. Obviously, he was drugging her after each of the Right. Yeah, clearly. So, so clearly, there's no basis. There's no truth. Like, dangerous how? You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. I mean, anyone's dangerous. If you drive a car, you're dangerous. Oof, that's a good point. That's true. Also, I just want to say this. There was a great disservice done to her in the sense that every time they play any of the footage where she's out and about, and there's 200 effing photographers following her around, creating this chaos where she can't drive. When she stops at a red light, they swarm her car and shove the cameras into the car and onto the car, taking the picture of it. They're leaning all over her automobile. Um, How is that in America that we like to live in? Yeah, I... I genuinely don't understand how paparazzi live with themselves. I honestly like, don't understand how we've never gotten around to, actually, to making an actual law that just says, and I don't mind, I understand the photography thing. I understand that if you're in a public place, you can be, I understand all of that. I understand how we haven't made a law that says what they're doing is a crime. Yeah, like, you know, it's like, yeah, you're in a public space, you can get photographed, that's fine. It's like, yeah, but I can't run up to you and like... Yeah, honestly, you. you know what? Like, uh, here's you know what I would do, man. This sound, man. Mm. Okay, here was the thought I had, and maybe it's a terrible idea. I'd go to a stand your ground state, Florida, or one of those. Yeah, and uh, I'd be walking around, being a famous celebrity, and second, a swarm of them charge me, shoot two or three of them. Yeah, I mean, even one will do the trick, right? <laughs> yeah, but you want to get a few in. You want them to know. You want them to remember. You want them. To, you want them to. You want them to make it such a big deal. They think you two should make a song about it. I mean, I. That's kind of the worst thing ever. Like these people are showing up to your house at four a.m. Right, because like, you opened okay, your clip, garage. Like the clip where the ambulance takes her to the hospital. Bro, there are helicopters circling the street. It looks like a zombie movie. There's swarm. There's There's seven of them swarming the two little windows on the back door, slamming their cameras against it, taking pictures in. Are like, you kidding me? Yeah, like there's like all kinds of invasions of not just privacy, but just like like human beings. Like we're not. That's never meant to happen to somebody. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know what the law would be. The more I sit here and think about it, like. There's probably been good intention, but as you sit down and start, there's no way you could like write it without it like somewhere being a super gray line that people can exploit, right? Well, there's no way you could write it to where if eight people are outside of a Marriott trying to get Mark Wahlberg's autograph, he couldn't call the cops and have them bash their heads in. Yeah, and you'd be like, Mark, why? And he'd be like, This is the law, bro. Right, and like maybe like oh, it's a disturbance because it really is. Like if you're a business, that's what they really should be charging them with disturbing the peace. Yeah, because they're on a public street taking photos into a car. How is that not disturbing the peace? Right. Yeah. 
Like, I think that's the route you'd have to take, right? That's like, what I'm, I'm doing. Just if trying I'm... to go to. The, I'm trying to go to the Olive Garden, and there's 99 people out here. Yeah, none of them exactly. want to even. None of them want to even eat here. They just want to take pictures of me. Disturbing the peace. There you go. I think I just figured it out. That's. I'm with you on it. I think that's exactly what they should be using. Because it's not like they don't like you know. You're breaking traffic laws. You're running into the street in the middle of... Yeah, you're not minding a crosswalk or anything. It's not a public... Like, that's not something you're entitled to do, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And it's not a political statement. You're just taking pictures to be a jerk. You're you're going to sell them if they're good enough. If they're good enough. That's the... I think even, like, the worst part is when they do all this, and it's like... And they might not even get anything from it. You've just harassed someone and then got nothing for it. But the bigger problem is that the magazines were willing to pay... For the for the right photo, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, so maybe it's just like how does that not encourage it? Right. Yeah. This is this is just an entire like not perfect storm, but like awful amalgam of like people being just the worst. <laughs> it it's it's definitely emerging of people being the worst. Like, There's oh, no yeah. getting around that. We're having we're having we're having so much fun with these. Complete randoms throwing themselves in my car when I'm trying to drive down the street or getting just, so involved in my personal relationships that they can't do anything else. They're following my ambulance to the hospital to where the police had to protect the parking garage of the hospital. Right. Like, no way you're not disturbing the peace, dog. Yeah, I think that's what you got to charge them with right there. And, like, not even blink. Arrest the first one for disturbing the peace, and then just, if the rest don't disperse, keep going. Yeah, you just start You just start handcuffing them. Grab the first one and said, you're under arrest for disturbing the peace. And as they all start talking and taking photos, read him his rights, put him in the car, and then ask if he wants to be arrested. And then grab the next one and arrest him, too, and just keep arresting people. Yeah. It's like, this is, like, that's the one thing I never... Because, like, I was never a big, like, proponent of, like, celebrity culture. Like, I still don't get it to this day. I'm just like, ooh, this person did a thing. Ooh. Yeah, it is a weird, like, I don't like autographs. So, like, there's a big part of it that I don't get. Um, And, like, like, autographs is fine. Like, I think it's cool. Like, oh, you did this and, like, I want. But, like, for me, that's, like, entirely personal. Like. I don't care about Brad Pitt's autograph on like a movie, like whatever, dude. That doesn't matter to me. But like, you know, here's a trading card of thing I like, and this is the person that voices that character. That's really cool to me. But that's cool to me, like not anyone else. <laughs> right, right. I just, like, I don't know, man. I just don't get. It could be different. I, I... Be like, oh, you know, I worked with Brad Pitt for years. We did this movie together. I got him to sign this poster, like. Okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's got a cool story. You have relation to it. It's fine, but like, like when you're like, oh, you know, have you heard about like it's like America's obsession with like the royal family? Like, I just yeah. don't get it. <laughs> no, I'm with you. There's a lot of that that I don't see, and I don't, and I don't understand the appeal of it even. So uh, I just, it's not for us, Corey. We weren't designed for this. We really weren't. But I also, like, I just, before we jump out on this, I just want to say it, like, it's terrifying how easily they removed every bit of her rights. And it took her standing up for herself and making a really powerful statement. She she had to stop work to get the father to quit. 
she turned down a massive new Vegas show and a tour to get to get the follower to quit. Yeah, like the the amount of it's it's really just an abuse and right. rights of being a person. Like, and none of it none of it was done. She was awake and alive, and they still didn't ask her about it before they did it to her. Yeah, like on the accusations of someone else. Like that was never like she never even had a chance. Never had her day in court, and that is terrifying. Right, and this is on one of the most famous people on the planet. Like, yeah, one of the most famous, one of the wealthiest, access to money. Um, you would think at the very least, like, her label would have been like, you guys are doing what to who? But everyone was just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. We'll work with you instead of her. No big deal. Yeah, Nobody like, picked up for this girl. Not even her parent. Not even her family. And it was her family that did it to her. Truly awful. It's terrifying. It's one of those stories that just makes you like, and then you trust the, and then you wonder why people don't trust their families, or you know, right? All it does is really reinforce that, like, if you ever really do get big, you get yourself like an amazing attorney. Like, you you need to have a team around you. So, like, if you have a bad day, like you're going through a divorce, and the paparazzi chase you to the hospital, that you don't lose all your rights overnight. Right. That's, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Single, uh, single day. Sing, I mean, they did it. T- it went from temporary to never ending. Thirteen years. Insanity. All right, we jump out to a break. We come back. We got um, three more amazing segments of Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. What's up, Night Owls? Corey DLG here. Wanted to make sure you guys know about the weekly schedule of The Adventure Begins, comics, games, and more right up there at 525 Woodland Square, Suite 130 in Conroe. Every Monday, they're painting miniatures, and on Tuesday, they're rotating between Digimon or Dragon Ball. On Wednesday, they have Yu-Gi-Oh! On Friday, they do casual Star Wars play of almost every type of game, including Legion and X-Wing Fighter, and of course, Magic the Gathering and Warhammer on Saturdays. Make sure to go to The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more, where all the nerds hang out. Hey, Night Owls. If you're looking for something to do this week or this weekend, make sure to check out False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills. They got 20 beers on tap, three to six beers available in various packages to go, including wine, ciders, and kombucha. They're open seven days a week, opening every day at 11 a.m. and closing at 11 o'clock on Friday and Saturdays, and then open 12 to 9 on Sunday. Go hang out right there at False Idol Brewery, 7924 Maplewood Avenue, North Richland Hills. Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104 Point. Nope, nope, nope. All over here in Dallas. Fort Worth, Oklahoma City, and now Houston. Trying to give out the old call signs. It's not, it's not even throwing up, throwing up the wrong signs. We don't even work there anymore. Like before, it was fine because like at least we were there, but we're not even there. Not even there anymore. You don't even go here. You don't oh, even man. work here. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now the WWE is doing their draft stuff. Um, okay, I'm gonna be honest with you, Chief. I think the WWE draft is so dumb. <laughs> I think once they added, once they moved one show to another to another network, it kind of makes sense that they do the draft. It makes more sense now than it did before. When True. both shows, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. Same network. 
I'll give you that, but I, it's still really stupid because it's all written anyways. <laughs> like the well, whole point sure. of a draft. <laughs> but the draft does help kind of narrow your focuses a little bit. Like if you have just 80 characters, 80, and they really do, tell any story you want. Like it, it can get a little overwhelming to even know where to start. But if you just go, SmackDown has 38 of these wrestlers, now tell a story. No, like I understand, like the split. I'm saying specifically the draft. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a real. Let's be clear, it's not a real draft. They just announced the names sporadically throughout the two episodes. That's what and, I'm saying. And they use it to add a little bit of drama and flair to storytelling and stuff. Um. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the split. It was the 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 concept of the draft is stupid. <laughs> well, every so here's the thing: is the WWE. Is always trying to move a little bit closer to real sports. And real sports is always moving a little bit closer to WWE. Um, Eventually, those those worlds will cross. Uh, and so, some, some would say they do already, and they would be conspiracy theorists, but they believe the NBA is rigged. Um, like, I know that, a guy... That sounds incredibly personal. <laughs> Oh, I know a guy who 100% believes the NBA is rigged to the point that, like, the refs fix the game. Now, there have been refs who fix the games, and that's the problem with arguing him about it, is... Yeah, you can't... He's not Like, wrong. he's like, the refs fix the games. And then you can be like, well, not all the time. <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, ah, you see, I got you there. And, the, and, and <laughs> it is the craziest thing to think about, that the refs... There definitely are NBA refs who have fixed games. There are NBA refs who, if, whose officiating affects the outcomes of games, and they're still in the league, and the league acts like there's no big deal to it. That what part, are you talking about? Half the time is fine. Don't worry about it. They do. They are not even sort of interested in it, like in talking about the idea that their officiating affects the outcome. When clearly, yeah, the officiating it, affects the outcome. If you if you say it out loud, it becomes real. So if you just ignore <laughs> it, it's not happening. <laughs> you can't prove anything. It's like I I mean I can I can like watch it. I'm looking at it. It's like eh, yeah, it's too bad because it's not real. It it literally just happened, and the FBI arrested a ref who admitted to fixing games for the mob. <laughs> Uh, that, sounds like a, that sounds like that sounds like a personal issue. That's not mine. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> when what you see and what we see is completely different things, right? And that's sort of where, man, we do each live in our own little bubble of facts sometimes, and that is another of the issues. Uh, however, I <laughs> so the WWE draft was go is going on, and they just wrapped it up. Um, they did something – sometimes this is where the draft is screwy, okay? So they're doing the draft right now, and they keep saying none of these outcomes are official until after the pay-per-view event in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel, okay? Mm-hmm. And basically, the Saudi Arabia event is that um, – is, is he a king? Of Saudi Arabia is that is that how it works? Is he is he still a prince? I'm not sure. He uh, he is a prince. Yes, he is a prince. The prince of Saudi Arabia is kind of a bad guy, but he's also a uh, massive wrestling fan, in particular the '90s Attitude Era. 
I mean, uh, same, but who isn't? So he's a big proponent of like this event that he signed with WWE. I think it's like four years, a billion dollars. Okay. So each time the WWE goes, they get a quarter of a million dollars. Um, the first one was, was happening within weeks of the story coming out that they murdered that journalist in the embassy. Oh, yeah. They, like, super killed him. And, like, Apple was declining to go to a big tech conference. And everyone else was like, hey, we're going to back away from Saudi Arabia a little bit. WWE was like, and we're having the first crown jewels to eat. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, uh, are you sure? And they're like, 250 mil. They were like, there. check cleared, planes loaded. <laughs> I, knew uh, there, I knew there were some wrestlers that didn't go. There, uh, well, the first year, the women didn't go. Well, there were a couple wrestlers in particular, like Sami Zayn. I don't remember who he is, but he's a member of an ethnic group, and he just flat out was like, yeah, we're not going. I'm not going. It's not happening. Yeah. Um, he's Canadian, but like he has an ethnic affiliation where he was just like, it's not a, it's not a thing I can even participate in. Um, there were a couple others who were uncomfortable. Like the, I think John Cena, for whatever reason, was like, "I'll be busy that weekend." Like, oh, weird that we planned this this weekend because I have looks and, and watch stuff. And make no mistake, WWE made sure to book public appearances for these wrestlers other places during that time. Daniel Bryan was one who said, "I'm not comfortable going." So, like, they used them other places that weekend publicly where they were like, yeah, see, they had stuff. Um, the women had to completely – they wore different costumes because they were covered uh, from head to toe. I mean, it was just it's – a, it's a different bit, man. Wild. Truly wild. Yeah. So, anyway, it's pretty obvious the way they're setting all this up that they're going to do some weird stuff. Like, Charlotte Flair is the SmackDown Women's Champion. But she just got drafted to Raw. No, no. She's the Raw Women's Champion, and she got drafted to SmackDown. And Becky Lynch is the SmackDown Women's Champion, and she got drafted to Raw. So now the, the belts are on wrong people that aren't even on the right shows. Got them. So it's pretty obvious they're each going to lose their title. Uh, Yeah, you're going to stay here anymore? <laughs> it's pretty no obvious. So, of, okay, so... Sasha, uh, Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair, and Becky Lynch are in a triple threat match for the SmackDown Women's title. Sasha Banks is the only one of the three of them still on SmackDown. Oh, geez. I wonder who's going to get a title attempt. Hmm. <laughs> I, I think Sasha Banks is going to win the triple threat match. I'm not a betting man, but... <laughs> you know what's weird is you can bet on the WWE, which kind of seems to break all the rules of betting, but... You can... What? <laughs> Yeah, bookie because Vince McMahon keeps the outcomes so tight, bookies will confidently take bets on the outcomes. I'm I'm I am losing it, Corey. You can <laughs> Vince McMahon You can bet on someone's writing. That's insane. Vince McMahon is so notoriously like he's torn up scripts the day of stuff. So the bookies are so comfortable that nobody really knows the outcomes to the point that they that they yeah, all the major all the major betting sites will will take WWE action. That's nuts. Uh you just blew you just absolutely blew my mind. But it also says something about like the unreliability of Vince McMahon, I feel like. 
we already know he's literally a comic book supervillain. Yeah, but it says something like, about like he's cartoonishly evil and greedy. <laughs> but it says something about his circle of trust that they'll take bets that like they're like nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, because <laughs> they're like again because he's he's a supervillain. So I just like the idea. Like, that maybe he's told people, and then it still might be different than that. And then the bookies yeah. are fine with it. Well, like, the fact that they'll be like, no, I'll definitely know. I'm going to bet. And he's going to be like, I trusted you, as he, like, tears the script in half. <laughs> right. He'll change it anyway, just because. Yeah. 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 It's weird to think about. Uh, we're going to jump out to a break. When we come back, we got even more Up Late with Nerd Talk Radio coming your way. What's up, Night Owls? This is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, reminding you to hang out at Dragon's Lair Houston North, right there at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, zip code 77070. they got events going on all the time. They've got gaming and a lot of fun stuff you can do when you hang out there. They've got open Warhammer every Friday. That's a big one. Line them up, shoot them down, army on army, smashing them up. Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio reminding you to check out Dragon's Lair Houston North. Gigi and Mama Mary here from Paranormal XL Podcast. If paranormal is your gig, then our podcast is for you. We cover haunted locations, paranormal history, Bigfoot, and sightings all the way to aliens. And everything in between. We are Paranerds. We also put a splash of spiritual topics in. Hey, if you have any paranormal stories or experiences that you want to share, email us at paranormalxl at writeme.com. Find the podcast on any podcast or music app you use. Follow us on social media at paranormalxl. Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, wanting to tell you guys about SKG Retro Gaming, letting you relive the retro experience for two different price options, over 2,500 video games for $199, or over 7,000 video games for $299. This lets you relive your childhood video game retro experience. All right there at the pleasure of your fingertips, all in one device. Check out SKG Retro Gaming today. Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, here to tell you about our friends at DallasHempCo.net. With all, with all kinds of great CBD products from amazing watermelon-flavored sleep-aiding gummies to Dallas Hemp clothing and apparel, there are all kinds of incredible options for the CBD enthusiast. And coming in November, there will even be a storefront in the Dallas area as well. So make sure to check out DallasHempCo.net. That's D-A-L-L-A-S-H-E-M-P-C-O dot net. What's up? Welcome back to Uplate with Nerd Thug Radio. Coming at you from home base down here in Houston, Texas. Blasting all over Dallas, Fort Worth, Oklahoma City, and now also Houston. Um, Look at that. Just got a central line. We just need to go a little bit farther north, and we'll just we'll have the entire central United States. Uh, my goal is the top 50 markets. That's what I want. I mean, like, that's a fair one. I just and think I think, it's funnier. I think what we have is all in there, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So that's that's a good feeling. Um, so there's a lot going on. There's a lot of rumors swirling. Uh, the Venom movie has been out for a week. Um, I haven't seen it yet. It is, it is. I got my first review in from a uh, friend of the show, Donnie Utah. Ooh, absolute legend. Uh, he liked it, but he said it's very fast. Fast. Very fast. Uh, which is fine. That's fine. It is actually a, a running time of 90 minutes, 
which I think makes it the shortest superhero movie in a while. I mean, I'm trying to think of, I don't remember the last Venom movie, but none of the Marvel movies have clocked in at under two hours. So, yeah. So this is, this is what I'm talking about. This is popcorn, silly action. I am. So this is Andy Serkis's directorial debut. Uh, Gollum, the guy who plays the monkeys and all the planet of the ape or the ape stuff. Ah, uh, okay. He is directing this. Uh, There's a lot he, of jokes I could make there, but man, I'm not going to. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, um, <laughs> there was this there was this great SNL skit uh, last week. Uh, so Owen Wilson was the host for the new season. Uh, Casey Musgraves instantly played the guitar naked on stage. Um, so you know, nuts. She had her little pop culture moment. She was channeling Ginny from Forrest Gump. She said, literally, she said that was the inspiration for that. Um, and there's a there's a whole bit where he's playing Troy Aikman, and they're doing football commentary, and it's Joe Buck and him, and they have to keep throwing to segments about a show on Fox. Saturday Night Live does this joke once a year, where like there's a weird promo that they have to keep referencing, and it gets bigger and crazier and bigger and crazier. And Family Guy's done the same bit. Uh, it's not an original joke. But what makes this one funny <clears throat> is there's a lot of questionable, like, the names and the ethnicities of the characters aren't matching up, mm-hmm. like, traditionally. And so Troy Aikman's trying to guess who is who. And he's like, who do you think, which one of them do you think is what is Swayze? And Joe Buck's like, I don't know, Troy, let's not guess. Let's not guess. <laughs> And he just keeps telling him to stop guessing over and over and over as the segments happen. Nice. And it's just funny because you can see Troy Aitman being like, which one do you think is the black one? And you can see Joe Buck just be like, "God, you know what? Like, I don't want to please, please stop. Please get me out of this without you doing this to me. <laughs> please don't do this to me. We're treading uh, a line so carefully. <laughs> It's funny because Joe Buck just keeps going, let's not guess, Troy. Let's not guess. <laughs> you know what? Let's not, let's not talk about that. We're fine. We're just going to keep going on, heads down. Let's keep going. We're just going to keep reading. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't even remember what started us on that. Uh, the director for Venom. Yeah, Andy Sir. Yeah, that's right. Let's not make any jokes about War of the Planet of the Apes. Let's not do that. Uh, but they were asking him about the runtime, and he, he specifically him and Tom Hardy, he was like, "Yeah, we were really focused on making like a really fast kind of visceral movie." And it's like, "Okay, well, you nailed that in like ninety minutes. That's uh, that's a pretty quick runtime." I mean, like, I'm I'm kind of glad. I feel like a lot of superhero movies drag a little bit. Like, unless there's like always things happening, I'm like, did this really need to be four hours? Short answer, yes. Short, short answer. Apparently, the colloquial like, like people just accepted that. By the way, and I'm still mad about it. What, long League movies? Four. No, Justice oh. League four hours long. Like, yeah. And then pretty much anyone who's like, no, but like it has to be. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> well, and that one in particular, because I think someone said that there's a uh, forty minutes of slow motion in the movie or something like that. Like, you could have cut all of that out. I'm just every time this the Snyder Cut gets brought up, it makes me seethe with rage because he's a hack. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, HBO is doing like their yearly roundup, mm-hmm. so part of that includes mentioning the Snyder Cut stuff. 
And so it's it's resurrected the Snyderverse kind of like memes and tags and all that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just 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 watch what was that zombie movie that was terrible that was oh, Zack yeah. Snyder. Uh, he's the a prequel's about to come out for that. That one was Army of the Dead or something, and the prequel, uh, Thief of the Dead or something like that, is about to come out. Oh man, I can't wait for that to also be terrible. Yeah, the German safecracker is going to uh, it, it it's the one where you see him actually successfully crack a safe somewhere. Oh man, imagine. I I honestly can't imagine that we need that, but. We, there we are. The answer is we don't, Corey, and the, there's just a studio out here willing to pay Zack Snyder millions of dollars to do literally garbage. It's not a bad gig if you can get it, man. I mean, look, I'm trying to get there. <laughs> so there's a um, there's a after credit scene that confirms Venom is locked into the Marvel C the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. Let's go. <laughs> um. I'm going to discuss it here. If, if you want to avoid... Movie's been out a week. I, I can't help you any more than this. Um, so there's the after credit scene. Tom Hardy is talking to Venom. They're having a heart-to-heart. They're laying in bed. It's the end of the movie. Um, and they're in like a skeezy hotel. And suddenly there's like... Everything starts to vibrate. And there's a Doctor Strange-looking effect. Mm-hmm. And then Tom Hardy is in a very nice hotel room, and on the TV is J. Jonah Jameson saying Spider-Man is Peter Parker, and it's the end of Spider-Man 2. Ah, okay. And then some guy comes out of the bathroom and says, what are you doing in my hotel room? And that's the clip that's floating around the internet right now. That squarely puts Tom Hardy and Venom into the MCU. Let's go. Sony finally got their wish. So, all of that being said, I'm not so sure there isn't a Venom moment in Spider-Man 3. I mean, there there could be, there could not be. I have no idea. Keep in mind, they've only named five villains. And they've also talked about whether or not Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie or not. There's a lot in this movie. This movie could be five hours and still wouldn't cover everything, I feel like. This is the real four-hour movie, Corey. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the one they should have made four hours. But, again, it dovetails into a movie called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse Madness. So, clearly, more is coming. Um, well, all that being wait. said, we're just about to break because we've got one more segment of Uplate with Nerd Thug Radio. Dragon's Lairs, Houston North at 21151 State Highway 249, Houston, Texas, is having an awesome event in celebration of the veterans working together with Magic the Gathering and with Wizards of the Coast. It's going to be on November 14th, Sunday evening from 1 to 4 p.m., and it's going to be a magic event held in cooperation with Wizards of the Coast called Operation Gratitude. Make sure to go out there on Sunday, November 14th from 1 to 4 p.m., hang out and help support our troops and thank them for their service. Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio wanting to remind you guys about False Idol Brewery right there at 7924 Maplewood Avenue in North Richland Hills, Dallas's brewery that focuses on creativity, consistency, and quality. They've got events going on all week. They've got Fill the Fridge Mondays with 15% off to go and $4 off of flights until 3 p.m., 
Thursday night trivia and Friday night special beer releases. Make sure to get out to False Idol Brewery in North Richland Hills today. Hey, Night Owls, Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, here to tell you about our friends at DallasHempCo.net. With all kinds of great CBD products from amazing watermelon-flavored sleep-aiding gummies to Dallas Hemp Town clothing and apparel, there are all kinds of incredible options for the CBD enthusiast. And coming in November, there will even be a storefront in the Dallas area for you guys to check out as well. So make sure to check out DallasHempCo.net. D-A-L-L-A-S-H-E-M-P-C-O dot net. Welcome back to Up Late with Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG. With, with me as usual is little brother Nico. Um, we got a few minutes left to wrap today's show up. We want to thank everybody for hanging out with us and taking a, taking it all in. Houston, welcome to the Nerdverse. Welcome to hang out with us, Nerd Thug Radio. Make sure to go to the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's where all the magic happens. We want to make sure we take a second to thank The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and more. Um, we've had a long-standing relationship with them. We always want to make sure we thank them. We want to give a shout-out to our new sponsors here in Houston. Guys like the Dragon's Lair, helping make this show possible for you and me. Um, we also want to point out that coming up on November 6th is our fourth year doing it. It's the 25 Hours of Gaming Extra Life Marathon. Uh, on Monday, we're going to post the link to the Facebook page and start accepting donations. We're ready to go. We've got it all set up and locked and loaded to take donations to help the uh, to help the hospitals as part of the support of the Children's Miracle Network. Um, Miracle Children's Network? Children's Miracle Network? Children's Miracle Network, I think is what it's called. There you go. <laughs> um, it asks you where you're located, so it's going to be helping local branches, so your money will be directly going to help uh, hospitals here in the Woodlands area of Houston. Uh, I do want to make sure everybody knows that we're going to have tons of prizes, do drawings all day. We're going to be doing gaming all day. We're going to have a great time. We're doing it all for the kids. It's 25 hours of gaming, November 6th. Uh, there's going to be not a steady live stream going because nobody wants to see us for 25 hours. We're going to be checking I mean, in, though. And I doing mean, we drawings. can try. I mean, if you think someone wants to see you for 25 hours, you're free to try it. I know what my limit is because I've met people and they leave after two hours. That's fair. <laughs> I can game for a very long time, Corey. I can game for a long time. It doesn't mean people want to see it. That's the... Uh... Well, yeah. I mean, like, the, the whole point of life, you're not going to watch it the entire time unless you're a true mad lad. Yeah, Are you a mad lad? I am I'm a very standard lad. <laughs> <laughs> a standard lad, and then a picture of you. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Yes, yeah, so that's going to be November 6th. We're still taking donations. Every $5 donated is an entry into any of the drawings. Uh, we're going to be doing drawings all day. If you if you would like to donate any prize or anything like that, reach out to us through the Facebook page. If you'd like to make donations they are not sure where or how, reach out to us through the Facebook page. Uh, if you just want to say hi or get Nico's address so you can come knock on his door, just reach out to us through the Facebook page. Um, all of those are an option for the right price. You know what I'm saying? I can be bought. This is Corey DLG. I want to thank everybody for listening. Tune in to us next week. Check out the podcast. It's going to be available all week. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day.